from the feelings that move us to the places that pull us on the roads that unite us. With nearly 6,000 stores and over 17,000 auto care centers, Napa has America's largest network of parts and care, here to keep you fired on all cylinders. Time to leave it all on the mat. For the fourth year in a row, the NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best collegiate wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. This event is open to the public, and the championship session will be broadcast live on ESPN3. All session tickets are now on sale, and single session tickets will be available the day of the event. For more information, visit visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. If you're like most Americans, you can see things are out of control. Global problems have local consequences, too many of them. And if the next news headline spins us into chaos, you better be ready. Grocery store supply chains are only as strong as their weakest link. Don't wait for them to break. Today's the day to secure emergency food for everyone in your family. My Patriot Supply is America's largest preparedness company. Our specially packaged and delicious food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage. It'll be there when you need it. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and pick up several emergency food kits. There are a dozen different sizes that average over 2,000 calories per day. As we all know, calories equals energy equals survival. And as you'd expect from a true preparedness company, our food kits are in stock and ship quickly. Those who know what's coming are preparing today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hey, Wichita State diehards, there's one more home game left for the men's basketball regular season as your Shockers play USF on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Want to go? Then listen to the Shane Dennis Show from 12 to 2 and the Pulse with me, Pat Strompman, from 2 to 4 every day this week for your chance to win. Plus, Wichita State baseball is at home this weekend. We'll be giving away tickets to that as well. Lock it in to Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3. I'm Christine Lisi, former Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter, one of the top prospects in next month's NFL draft, has been charged in the January 15th crash that killed offensive lineman Devin Willick and recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix. Carter faces misdemeanor counts of reckless driving and racing. The crash occurred hours after the Bulldogs' championship parade. Carter said he intends to return to Athens to answer the charges and expects to be fully exonerated. NBA, megastar Kevin Durant ready to make his son's debut tonight against the Hornets. With Durant, Phoenix now has the most dynamic offensive duo in the league. In the opinion of first take host, Stephen A. Smith. Primarily because of Kevin Durant. I know that Devin Booker is a stud and a star. And his assertiveness and aggressiveness can't be understated because he goes for it. In the case of Kevin Durant, not so much because Kevin Durant sort of steps back, lets the game comes to him, doesn't force anything because he's so sufficient. He's so efficient as an offensive superstar. Durant coming back from an MCL sprain will be on a minutes restriction. Lakers ruled out Anthony Davis against the Thunder tonight due to a right foot stress injury. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. They're close, convenient, and have the parts you need fast, along with excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. This is a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, 
is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O, O, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess Welcome back to the second hour here on The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You can also stream us online at ESPNWichita.com, TuneIn app, or even your favorite smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to tune in to ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, or tell your smart speaker to tune in to KKGQ, our call letters. That's also a very nifty way to find us on there. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Strompman. The great producer is Jack Johnson. 316-669-4996. That is the hotline. Keep that number handy because we'll be giving away another pair of tickets for Wichita State and USF. Just stay patient. And I might even make Jack work for it. I might say caller number 10 to, to really give you that, that window of opportunity. Jack, I think, would hate me, though. <laughs> Sometimes when you go, I'll take caller number 50, Jack would be like, no. On the phone <laughs> no. lines for a long time. Yeah. Jack's like, okay, well, uh, you better be you better be doing a commercial break that's 15 minutes long. So won't be doing caller number 50, but we will give you another chance to win Wichita State and USF tickets coming up here before too long. So keep the number Handy, 316-669-4996. If you want to be a part of the show, if you want to give us your sports takes, you can call or you can use the text line. It's a different number, 316-247-0923. That's 247-0923. Kansas Big 12 Championship, a share of it now after taking out Texas Tech last night. You have K-State Oklahoma tonight. NFL news, whatever you want to weigh in on, text line is a great place to go to, 316-247-0923. Twitter is always available, too. ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15. And also we have Facebook. If you want to message us, that's cool, too. ESPN Wichita 92.3. Here in hour number two, coming up in 20 minutes or so, we'll have audio from Isaac Brown's press conference yesterday. Edmonds basketball coach at Wichita State. Shockers taking on Houston on the road tomorrow. Number one Houston in Wichita State taking place. Taylor Eldridge joined the show yesterday to break down that game and to talk about Wichita State just in general. And then after the game tomorrow, Wichita State takes on USF. So Isaac Brown, he talked about the seniors, and uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. It's brought to you by Wushak Wheat, brewed by the great people at Wichita Brewing Company. 345, what if Wednesday? That is our lineup here for hour number two. I told you at the tail end of hour number one that the Aaron Rodgers news, it was just a little bit of a taste ahead of more NFL talk. So yesterday we played Brett Veach Radio. General manager for the Kansas City Chiefs addressed a ton of ton of topics. Talked about Chris Jones and the potential of trading him and what the best option would be for the Kansas City Chiefs. He also mentioned 
about the draft and about how it's best player available, so on and so forth. What about the wide receivers? What about Orlando Brown Jr.? He touched on a lot of that stuff, a lot. What about Andy Reid? Well, Andy Reid also spoke to media members, and he also spoke to guys on the NFL Network. So let's get to that audio, because that's audio that you might not get to hear on a regular basis. So let's get to what Andy Reid had to say on NFL Network and talk about some of the other things that he might have said to uh, media members as well. So without further ado, here is Andy Reid on the NFL Network. Congratulations. How's life as a two-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion? No, it's great. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm, I'm so happy for our city to have the opportunity to have the draft there for our organization. Brett Veach, he's got a little pressure on him now. It's back in, you know, it's right here in Kansas City. So, um, but we look forward to it. Uh, Patrick said, I believe, uh, on stage at the parade that he had made a promise that when the draft was here, you guys would be picking last. So there. Yeah, well, he, he's good at those predictions. Have you uh, had any time to breathe whatsoever? Coaches that win, and, and you've been down this road before, generally say that they're behind. Like, there's no vacation time. There's no time to have any family time or any chance to reflect. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I did. I went to California, but I uh, where I've got a property out there, and my wife my wife and I were able to get away. However, um, my my staff I've, I've got to put that back together, and I lost a big component of that with uh, Eric Bieniemy. So Eric went to Washington, as we know, as the offensive coordinator. So um, I had to do my inter- go through the interview process, but it's a lot better doing that when you're looking at the ocean than, than not. So uh, I, I was able to go out there and uh, get busy. Since you mentioned Eric, let's let's talk sure. about him. You have said multiple times how happy you are for him. We had him on last week. I think everyone agrees it's great that he gets his chance to, to run his own ship. Is there any part of you, though, that's angry that he had to make that move, that his next step wouldn't be sitting in a chair like yours? Well, listen, I mean, I was hoping that, that he honestly would be able to get a head coaching job from the seat that he was sitting in. I'm not going to tell you that. So the, the, it, I feel any different than that. Uh, I don't know if angry is the right term. I know how things work. Um, but I'm, I am so happy for him that he has a chance to work with a good friend of mine, Ron Rivera. Ron's a tremendous human being, a great football coach. He's a defensive coach, although he knows both sides, but he's, he mainly focuses on the defense. And so uh, this gives uh, EB an opportunity to sit there and have his own his own show. This is his name on it. And only his name. And that's, uh, I think it's, for all the time and effort that he's put in, I think it's a great reward there. And I think it will be tremendous for Washington. He will, he brings great energy. I think the, the players will feel that. And if they just listen to him, man, he'll, he'll get, them, get them where they want to go on the offensive side. Yeah, and we definitely felt that energy last week yeah. after his press conference when, when he joined us live. Let's go back to Patrick Mahomes. Was there ever a point, now that everything is done, was there ever a point, whether it be against Jacksonville or in the Super Bowl, where you thought, this is it, he's done, he's not coming back? Listen, I, I never think that with him because, <laughs> because of the way he's wired. Um, and so I, I know... Great athletes have a way of overcoming things. I, I, my job is to make sure that they're not putting themselves in more jeopardy than what they should be putting themselves in on a football field. So, uh, you know, the, thus we did the x-ray and made sure we took care of that, even though he fought me to all the way to the machine with it. But it, it, that part's important for young coaches to make sure they, they do that part. 
And, he didn't uh, want to get the x-ray because he didn't want to hear potentially bad news. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Or go all the way up there to get it, you know, so and he didn't want to miss any plays. So, but anyways, he, he um, nothing amazes me about the kid. He, he, he loves playing the game. He's tough, obviously, and he's very smart. I know a lot of the Netflix show that we're going to see was him at home, him with Brittany, him with the family, but some of it was actually in your building during practice. What are we going to learn? Anything about Patrick Mahomes that we didn't already know? I think I think you'll learn, well, I don't know if that will be it, but uh, I think you'll uh, learn that he's a great father, uh, cares, cares about his wife and his children. Um, I, I, th- I think you'll also see that he's a great teammate uh, on the field. And, and this is during the grunt time, the practice time, when, which, uh, you know, can be a challenge when you get to week 16, 17, you know. So, but he, he's upbeat. He wants to dominate every play. And he wants to be great every play. And he tells the huddle that all the time. So I think you'll see that. I think you'll see his relationship with the coaches and, uh, and how he interacts with them and how proactive he is with things. Uh, and, and willing to try just about anything there on the football field. Let's talk about your off-season roster possibilities here. I know you and Brett Veach were just on the podium. You are asked not only about Orlando Brown, but about Frank Clark. Can you realistically see them both back with workable numbers? Yeah, there's a possibility. I mean, we're, we're so young into this thing that um, I'm not sure we've declared anything. You know, and Brett deals with all this. I, I he relieves that off of my table so or off of my plate <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have to worry too much about it he takes care of that that for me so uh but i tell you uh, nothing nothing surprises me nothing's impossible and um and if they both ended up back with us i could see that if they ended up having to go we had to end up going a different direction or they had to go a different direction we understand that but most of all we appreciate the two guys two two great guys two good teammates All right, last thing. Uh, The competition committee yesterday, the Rams had a proposal where they would make roughing the passer reviewable. You obviously remember week five, the Chris Jones play, Derek Carr. Remember that vividly. You, after the game, said maybe there's some kind of middle ground, some way to, to fix plays like that. Would you be in support of making roughing the passer reviewable? Well, yeah, I mean, I was just in that uh, the meeting, so I uh, I would, um, but I know there's a lot that goes into that. So there's uh, there are a lot of different angles that go into it. So I understand if you don't. I understand if you did. Um, the thing that, that, that won't be talked about, I don't think, is that the number of roughing the passer calls, uh, in particular ones that as coaches we thought were missed, were were depleted the second right out after that play in the Atlanta play, they 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 dissipated so that you weren't getting a lot of those and when you did get them they were very accurate with what they were what they were doing. So you don't necessarily think it's it's something that's going to pass. Well, I don't know that. I mean, I'm not here to judge on that. There are a lot of voices that go into that that are a lot bigger than what I well not physically bigger but bigger. <laughs> bigger than I am so <laughs> on that note Andy Reid congratulations I appreciate you thank you for everything you do a great job too thank man. you sir yeah. appreciate it likewise Andy Reid likewise yes likewise Andy Reid <laughs> on the NFL Network the whole roughing the passer thing to be reviewable I feel like we have tried this whole review thing and it's been something It's it's been something else like we've seen a Reviews for pass interference, 
and we just saw right then and there for a little bit, like, wow, there's no point of even doing this because we're not even getting this correct. There are some times where you look at reviews, and even catching now becomes such a, a weird thing. What we used to think of as a catch is a little bit more complex now because of how the rule book really describes it. And now if you want to look at roughing the passer, which you know I'm on board too, but at the end of the day, are we going to run into the same issue to where it's going to be reviewed and maybe in the rule book it's going to state this and the official is going to look at it and the official is going to look at it and go, nope, that's exactly roughing the passer or it, it isn't roughing the passer, wherever it might be. So I don't know. That's the thing about reviews. Reviews are, are fun and all, and the whole point of review is to get the call right, but we have seen many times where the call didn't get right because of how the rule book really dictated something compared to what we think as someone that's an outside viewer. So Andy Reid talked about that there for a uh, you know a little bit, obviously on the NFL Network. He also talked to uh, you know media members yesterday, and Brett Veach. He was asked some similar questions. the The one thing that I want to point out with Andy Reid. So Andy Reid was asked, obviously, about Patrick Mahomes here from the NFL Network. But really, when you take a look at this Chiefs team for next season. So right now, we don't really know what the wide receiver core is going to look like. Juju Smith-Schuster, free agent. You have McCall Hardman, also a free agent for the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are two guys that very well could be moving on. Juju Smith-Schuster, I would imagine people would throw money at him. Other teams in the NFL will do it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they won't do it. But somebody tells me that they will. Juju wants to stay in Kansas City. That's great. Will he give that, quote, hometown discount, unquote, just so he can stay with I don't As we wait to get Pat Strothman back from some technical difficulties that we are suffering with, I'm sure what Pat was trying to get into there with Andy Reid and and what to look for in the draft is that, uh, you know, there's a couple of guys that I think should be on the radar, and of course that he's going to be asked about some offseason moves, as we heard on the NFL Network. There's always going to be the positions of need that you have going into the NFL draft. But at the same time, it can be a situation in which the best player available can sort of maybe fall into that role of being a position of need. Right now, in a couple of mock drafts that at least I have seen, you know, B.J. Ojolari has been a guy. They have had some pre-draft interviews with guys like Derek Hall, I believe it was, the guy out of Auburn, an edge rusher out of Auburn. You also have a guy like Felix Enrique Uzama, one of the best edge rushers in the Big 12 this past year with Kansas State. And of course, I think that's more so Brett Veach's role, which we heard on the Pulse uh, yesterday when talking about this draft, and and Brett Veach is certainly going to always find his guy, and maybe that's why Kansas City was able to hit on so many draft picks last season, is because it's not always about drafting the position of need. It's more so about the guy that fits the scheme. And you saw with guys like Joshua Williams, you saw with guys like Jalen Watson, guys in the secondary at that, that fits Steve Spagnuolo's scheme. Those are bigger-bodied, long-armed cornerbacks. And even the edge rusher position, going out and getting a guy like George Karloftis, he's not the big, hulking edge rusher that I think many people here in Kansas City wanted, like a Jeremiah Johnson, who went even after 
You know, the Chiefs moved up and took Trent McDuffie. I think everybody thought when the Chiefs traded up in the draft, they were going to go after a guy like a Jeremiah Johnson, but they went with Trent McDuffie, who, yeah, more of an undersized cornerback, but they thought could be more of a blue-chip prospect, one of a one of the guys that could become a number-one type of cornerback. But looking at this edge rusher position going into the draft, I'm not so sure it's going to be a fit of having this 6'6", 6'7", long-arm type of edge rusher and maybe those type of talented guys you could find in the picks between 10 and 20. Now, the Chiefs have 11 picks. They can always move up and try to find a guy here or there that they really like because Brett Veach has shown those type of moves, having that type of aggressiveness. But maybe the best part about picking at 31 is there's not a significant amount of pressure of fighting that quote-unquote blue-chip guy. Uh, Shane and I talked about this last week when going over the 31st pick and even going into your second-round picks. You're not really finding day-one starters. You're not finding week-one, week-two type of starters. George Karloftis wasn't. Trent McDuffie was. But I think in moving up to get a guy Early on in the first 20 picks of the first round, you maybe are going after a starter in week one. But also at that point, the Chiefs had a depleted secondary. There weren't many guys that were impact starters of that position. Now you look at the defense as a whole, there's a lot of filled spots. I don't know where you could find a starting spot for somebody that is taken with the 31st pick in the draft. I understand the edge rushing position maybe up in the air a little bit. Maybe you bring back Frank Clark. Maybe you don't. Brett Veach was asked about that. I'm sure Andy Reid will get asked about that as it goes on into the offseason. But let's say you go out there and take an edge rusher. Let's say you go get a B.J. Ojolari. Let's say you go after Felix Enudike Uzama. I'm not sure it's a guy that can start. You know, I'm not sure it's a guy that can immediately be a starter week one, week two. Shane and I talked about that, but we'll see. We'll see what the Chiefs will try to go with with their 31st pick. We now have Pat Strothman back after a quick absence with some technical difficulties on our end. But, Pat, glad to have you back. On, on, on our end. It's not your end. <laughs> it was not really your I didn't end. know where it was from. On it, was, end, but... it, was, it was here. It, it was here. It was it was Wichita. It's Riverfront Stadium. It's, it was very much right here. Yeah, I don't know what happened. That was the first time I think I've ever seen – our unit completely freeze. <laughs> I've never seen that happen before. But I was, when I was talking, I was looking at my computer, because that's where I have my notes, and I'm looking and I see the the Wi-Fi just went completely out. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on there? Take a look behind me and our TVs, all of them that are hooked up to Internet, all of them have errors. <laughs> and then I look at the tiling unit, saw so it was kicked off, connected, and then it just completely froze. So I'm just glad that we didn't mess up things back there <laughs> where the actual rack is because that's when things can get real interesting. Is If we lock up the system, then Jack's taking it the distance, and I'm not sure if Jack is going to be well-versed in the Wichita State Shockers. Maybe he is. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm fooled. Maybe he knows more about them than I realize. But nonetheless, Jack, thanks for filling in. What, uh, what did you all say there during that little three, four-minute stretch there? <laughs> That's what I want to know because and I was just kind of trying to break down about the, the wide receiver role and right now how it's so incomplete. The, the one thing that I know Andy Reid said, which is probably the most obvious statement, if you are going to lose – some of your wide receivers, it could be both, it could be one, it could be none. But if you do lose those guys, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, they're, they're expected to have bigger roles next season, which I don't think anyone should be surprised by that in, in the slightest. With what we saw from Kadarius Tony and the move that was made by Kansas City, we knew that Kadarius Tony basically that trade was done so he can be a part of the, of the group in 2023 
and he's going to have a much bigger impact because of his athleticism. For Sky Moore, of course, we you would hope that he would get more opportunities because you drafted him in the second round. If you're going to go after him and you think that that's your guy, then yeah, he better be he better be getting those opportunities. So, like that was one thing I wanted to point out with what Andy Reid had to say to those that maybe are are trying to figure out like, well, what's it going to look like next year? At the very least, no matter what happens, Kadarius Tony should be a big part of this offense, and I would think that Sky Moore is going to get a little bit more this year compared to what you saw last year. Last year it was primarily, hey, dude, we need you to be a special teams guy. He worked at it, worked at it, worked at it. There for a little bit we're all saying, hey, why is Sky Moore out there? Winds up having a, a big punt return in uh, in a couple different games. So, And then Kadarius Tony had a big punt return. As well. So, what did you have to say when when I was talking? I heard you talking about NFL drafts, and I heard you say something about at pick number thirty-one, you're not going yeah. to get a starter. Yeah, I think I kind of just pivoted into the route of you know I, I think people are going to go into the draft and thinking, well, with that thirty-first pick, right, you're you're wanting to go get a starter. I think the the common misperception here with the Chiefs 31, 31st pick is that they're going to be Chiefs fans going, hey, who can we bring in here to be an impact starter? I don't care if it's wide receiver, I don't care if it's edge rusher, I don't care if it's cornerback. I don't think you find a starter on day one of the NFL draft. Now, if you package a couple of picks like Brett Veach has shown he likes to do before and go to maybe 20 or 21 now we're in a different little bit of a category here but I think when you're picking this close to the second round I'm not sure you find a starter not even with the wide receiver group okay let's say Juju Smith-Schuster walks you still have MVS you still have Kadarius Tony. you still have Sky Moore I'd have my guess that I think that you're you're probably going to bring back Justin Watson yeah Justin Watson as well there's another veteran guy you could bring into the fold but if they let Juju walk they're not replacing Juju with a guy through the draft. I'm sorry. There's just nobody they could take at 31 that's going to replace nearly a thousand yards of production from a wide receiver role. And we also have seen with Andy Reid and, you know, with Eric Bienme in the past, now Matt Nagy, they're not going to throw a rookie into the fire. They're really going to try to work that rookie in there. Trent McDuffie started last year because the cornerback room was depleted. Right, there was not many cornerbacks with that group, with the exception of Legarius Need and Rashad Fenn. They didn't really go out in the offseason and replace Charvarius Ward, so Trent McDuffie just kind of walked into that role, and he was also what remember an early twentieth twentieth type of pick in the first they round. Traded. They, yeah, they traded, traded up. To they traded, traded the twenty one. They traded the twenty one to get him. And you can find starters that early on in the draft. I think when you get past twenty five, twenty six, you're looking at a guy that can play on second and third down. But I think more of a rotational guy when you also have this loaded of a roster. So to your question or your topic about the wide receiver group, yeah, you have Tony, you have Sky Moore. Those are guys that are expecting to get a lot of snaps next year. MVS is going to get a lot of snaps. And I'd anticipate if they don't bring back Juju, they're going to go through free agency and try to bring in a guy that gives that type of production. They're not going to find that production in a wide receiver role with somebody at the 31st pick. Well, at the end of the day, didn't we just didn't Patrick Mahomes just prove to you that you don't need to do it, like go out and get a guy and think that one guy has got to get a thousand yards? Patrick Mahomes just proved that. He just proved that. So if they go out and get another rookie wide receiver, don't expect him to be offensive rookie of the year. But you can certainly look at that guy and go, all right, give it time. Maybe later on in the season, maybe off fresh legs, maybe they'll use him. I, I will say one thing though, Jack. I know you bring up you're like, well. You're not going to get a starter. I mean, George Karloftis was, what, 21? Not 21, 29. 29 last year. Yeah. 21 was Trent McDuffie. Defensively, you had to rely on him. That's just the way it is. But i got to say, there's one position group that you didn't bring up that I do think that you could get a starter. At least I feel like 
you can get a start at this point. Depending on how Kansas City handles things. I think we all know that their left tackle spot's going to be fine, but what do they do about the right tackle spot with Andrew Wiley? They can bring him back for another year, maybe two, whatever it might be. But I'm just throwing this out there. There is a guy from Georgia in Broderick Jones who I would love to see in a Chiefs uniform. And I can see him being a starter from day one at right tackle. That's what I think. Now, he's a little more raw, so maybe he won't be a day one starter. But he is a mauler. And I can see him being a right tackle for Kansas City. That's one group that I think I think you could get a starter there if he's still there. There's a chance that he might not be there. And at the end of the day, if you really want your long-term left tackles, you're, you're not going to let a long-term left tackle drop to you at 31. If you want a premier left tackle for the future, you're not going to sit and wait until the 30s. You're going to try to get into the top 15 at least, right? I haven't looked at the history of the NFL draft, but something tells me that's where you got to be if you want some of the premier left tackle people would be my guess. So I, I'm with you. I, I do think across the board, I don't think you're going to find a, a day one starter in certain positions, but I do think depending on how things shake out, Andrew Wiley, you would think that that would be a done deal because I don't think Andrew Wiley wants to go anywhere else. Maybe I'm wrong saying that, but Andrew Wiley seems like a guy that wants to stick around, but there's also a lot of people that don't like Andrew Wiley. All depends on how they view him. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after him. Now there's still you still have Lucas and the Yang a part of the equation. But I don't know. Maybe time has 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 come and gone for him. That's the only thing that I would say about pick thirty one. If you're looking for a starting starting guy, it might be right tackle. And I know Broderick Jones, I saw his name being thrown up there for ESPN earlier this morning, and I'm like, I've been having that I had that guy circled from the get go. Because I do think that he would be a good fit. And, I mean, you still have Kennard, but Kennard's more of a right guard now, isn't he? Uh, well, I think they didn't get him as much worse, uh, much work, excuse me, as they did in uh, training camp. Okay, but yeah, I gotcha. think he was bounced around a little bit, but I think he'll primarily stay as depth of the right guard position. Lucas Niang, on the other hand, I guess we'll have yeah. to see how healthy he is. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. Lucas Niang, that's, that, he's going to be an, an interesting guy to follow in the offseason for Kansas City especially at training camp, which is why I'm going to be curious to see how Kansas City plays that pick at number 31. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a receiver. Wouldn't be surprised if it's an edge rusher. I do think tackle's real attractive, and that's a raw guy out of Georgia, but, boy, (laughs) I'm looking at that guy, and I'm thinking that he could go out there and maul some dudes. Wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate seeing him in in Chiefs red. Anywho, Andy Reid from the NFL Network. Before we take a T.O., got to remind you, right now it is happy hour at Twin Peaks. Two locations in the city of Wichita, Ridge and Taft, 21st and Rock. March Madness is just around the corner. Lent going on right now. Big fan of their fish and chips. They also have great, great seafood options like black and fish tacos, the Shrimp Caesar, and Char-Grilled Salmon, all of them fantastic, might I add. Coming up here, too, they have the UEFA Champions Round of 16, Leg 2, March 7th and the 8th, and you can catch it at the Lodge, Twin Peaks, Ridge and Taft, and 21st and Rock. All right, we need to hustle. When we come back, Isaac Brown spoke to media members yesterday. 
we got to get to that. Plus, Wichita Statements basketball tickets just around the corner. It's the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Hey, Jim. Thanks for coming. Are you kidding? I never miss one of your dinner parties. How's the new job? Somehow we're doing great. And I stopped working weekends. Thanks to how smooth everything runs on NetSuite by Oracle. Fantastic. Uh, We're still using QuickBooks. Why haven't you upgraded to NetSuite? We're making QuickBooks work, sort of. Shh. Watch your language. The kids are right there. Sorry, Amy. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. And 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control since upgrading from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Yeah, sounds like it's time for me to switch to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And for a limited time, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind financing program offer to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash radar. Head to netsuite.com slash radar for this extended special financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash radar. Nerds. Here at NerdWallet, we often see people struggle with financial decisions, like with Helen. Hey, Helen. Hello. 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 Helen, you're all over the place. I'm trying to pick a rewards credit card, and I've ended up, well, everywhere. 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 With NerdWallet, you don't have to feel all over the place. NerdWallet has side-by-side comparisons of top credit cards. So whether you need a card for groceries or travel, the smartest card for you is right there. Wow. 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 Now I'm in one place with the right travel rewards card. Nice. Nice indeed. NerdWallet, the smartest decision for all your financial decisions. Streaming only on Peacock. From the mind of Ryan Johnson, the writer-director of Knives Out. Miss Kale, you've got this gift. Always knowing the truth. I only know if something is a lie. The real trick of it is to figure out why. Natasha Leone is Charlie Kale. It wasn't an accident. I, I think there's been a murder. You watch too much Dateline. A new 10-part mystery series. Wolves on my fender. I gotta keep moving. I have been kind of a death magnet. Poker Face, streaming January 26th, only on Peacock. Hi, this is Brian Davis with Davis Liquor Outlet. And this is Blake Davis with a great deal on Michelob Ultra 24 packs, just $24.99. And don't forget about Jack Daniels Black 1.75 liters, only $42.99. Davis Liquor Outlet, each store independently owned and operated. Excludes 31st Meridian. The NFL Draft is coming to Union Station in Kansas City, and ESPN Wichita will have you covered. Tune in to hear every selection from the first overall pick to Mr. Irrelevant right here on ESPN Wichita. And as our local selection cards are turned in, we'll bring you instant reactions with press conferences and analysis. It's all right here on your official home for the NFL Draft, Wichita's 100,000-watt sports powerhouse, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Three thirty-three on a 
Wednesday edition of The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Jack John's producing. I'm Pat Stroppen. Coming up, we'll have a What If Wednesday. But right now, let's get to some audio. So Craig Porter Jr. and Isaiah Porbear Chandler, we have that audio as well. We'll save it for tomorrow here on the show, just FYI. But Isaac Brown, he spoke to media members yesterday ahead of the game tomorrow against Houston. So let's get to Isaac Brown press conference audio. It's brought to you by Shock Wheat. If you're a diehard Wichita State fan, show your support by enjoying a new look, new taste. Woo Shock Wheat, the official beer of the Shockers. This American wheat ale, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company, features a light body, clean palate, and a hint of bright citrus. It's super tasty, and it's super drinkable, not to mention it's very, very bright with that yellow. I promise you, if you're a Shocker fan, you might as well just drink the can, or not drink the can, drink the beer inside the can, and then keep the can, because it's a neat-looking can. The best part about this is a portion of all sales supports Wichita State University. That part's really darn cool. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. So Isaac Brown, he has to deal with Houston tomorrow, and then USF and the regular season finale, senior day coming up on Sunday. Isaac Brown talked about those things. Here is IB presented to you by Wushock Week. All right, Houston, number one team in the country, um, well coached. They have a culture. Those guys play hard. Um, in order to play against a Houston team, you got to be ready to play for 40 minutes. You got to rebound, number one, because every time the ball goes up, they're going to send four guys to the glass. Um, you got to value the basketball, because anytime you're involved in a ball screen, you're going to get double teamed or ambushed. Anytime you throw it to the low post, you're going to get double teamed or ambushed. So you got to be able to take care of the basketball. Here, uh, we only had 12 turnovers, they only had six. That number needs to stay there. We got to do a great job on the glass, and we got to be able to execute in the half court and get good shots. But it's going to come down to rebounding. You got to be able to rebound against a Kevin Sampson, a well coached team like that. I thought offensively we really moved the ball. Um, the ball didn't stick. We tried to play inside out, even though they double teamed us. I thought Rojas and Kenny Poto did a great job of getting the ball back out to our shooters. Um, we didn't shoot it great that night. I thought we defended for the most part. I remember it being a um, seven-point game with probably about eight minutes to go, and the big kid Walker hit banked in a three. And after that, it just seemed like they just started to make shots, and we couldn't hold on. Um, we got to defend, you know, better in that game. We got to defend better at Houston. But again, a good basketball team. They got two really good guards, a big kid inside, a lot of veteran guys, so we got to play well. Yeah, 
Yeah, character in the locker room. Um, like you said, we've had some tough losses, games we thought we could win, and we lost those games. But those guys came back the next day, didn't point fingers. They came ready to work, and it seemed like we battled back after a tough loss every time, especially on the road. We've been playing really good on the road. This will be a hostile environment, probably the best we've played in this year. And again, Houston is always a tough basketball team, well coached, number one in the country for a reason, and you got to play well for 40 minutes. Can't be 35, 37. It's got to be a full 40. You know, those games where you struggle for five minutes is normally, you know, not being able to score, missing some shots, um, turning the basketball over late and not getting some key rebounds. I think in the last four minutes of the game, you got to do those things well. You got to be able to score the ball, you got to take care of it, and you got to get a shot at the rim every time. I felt like in the two lane game, the last four or five minutes of the game, we were able to execute, not turn it over, and we got some key rebounds. I might be off the game or two on this. I think you guys are 12 and 4 when you score at least 70 points in your games this season. Yeah, I think when we struggled in games, it was because we couldn't score. And um, I think this team is getting better playing inside out. All our percentages are going up, you know, in the half court, the three-point line, throwing the ball inside to Kenny Poto and James Rojas, Isaiah Poorbear Chandler. When those guys can get touches, uh, we play better offensively. So we got to continue to do that. Oh, man. Gus Okaford, you know, came in from southeast Louisiana. He's had a great attitude all year. Um, he hadn't played the, the minutes, um, 20 or 30 minutes these last couple of games. But every day in practice, he's been positive. He's been a guy that's had high character on the bench coming in, um, getting minutes, giving us good minutes when he come into the basketball game. Um, Isaiah Poorbear Chandler, so excited that he came back to Wichita. Uh, when he left, he put his name in the portal because he wanted to go somewhere where he could start. You know, he was backing up Morris Udeze. Um, he came in this summer as a walk-on, paid his own way. We were fortunate enough to have a scholarship at the break. We gave that to him, and he's been nothing but a plus for our team. Another high-character guy, another guy that plays about 15 minutes a game, but he's always positive in practice. Um, James Rojas. He's been unbelievable this entire year. And it started this summer in practice. A guy that's missed multiple games during the year with an ACL injury at his previous schools. Um, every day in practice, he's been one of our hardest workers, our toughest guys. And I think his toughness is showing with those younger guys. They're starting to pick that up. They see how he works from day to day. And Craig Porter Jr., I, I, I give it up to that kid. Um, he's the heart and soul of our team for him to come back when everybody put their name in the portal and just to trust the process to believe in our team um, it's been unbelievable season with him running the show um, to have a guy 
that in the last 52 years been one of two players to get a triple-double is just unbelievable. I think the last guy was Fred Van Vliet and Craig Porter, and that just goes to show you what type of guy he is, his character. But all four of those guys have high character. All four of those guys are going to get their degrees. Um, three of them already got it, Gus Okerfoot, James Rojas, and I'm sorry, Craig Porter and Isaiah Poorbear Chandler get their degree um, at the end of the break. This is kind of a wider kind of lens question, but um, obviously last year with all the transfers coming in and going out, is there what is there any time of the year where you start trying to talk to guys and try to almost recruit them to come back for next season? Or is that something that you guys just do all year long? You do that all year long, trying to build relationships with these guys, um, letting you them know that even though you're not playing as many minutes as you want, our vision for you is the same. You just got to trust the process and wait your turn and Rojas is an example of that. When he was at Alabama, you know, he came off the bench. He only played 18 minutes a game. He got to Wichita State, and now he's playing like right at 30, 35 minutes. You just got to trust the process and know that we have the same vision for you when we recruited you. So I'm excited that those four guys um, stayed at Wichita State and gave us great minutes throughout the year. Yeah, we we lost a lot of guys on that team, and Marcus McDuffie and Samaje were the seniors, and we had a young group, and they fought every day to pull those guys together. Uh, we got off to a slow start that year, but those guys battled back and made it to the NIT. And with this team being, you know, ten new faces, Craig Porter being a veteran guy, for him to get these guys together to be able to fight every day, even after getting off to a slow start, has just you know given him a lot of critic of his character and his will to want to win and his will to keep fighting every day, even after a tough loss. I remember our very first press conference with you way back before the season started, um, and you were talking about Craig Porter then. Just kind of, how do you feel like he's grown over this senior year as well? You know, when he first came in, he came off the bench for us that first year playing behind Al Tariq Gilbert. Um, we told him to trust the process. Your turn would come. And, you know, he started for us last year. He was the leader of our basketball team, helped us get a lot of really good wins. Um, this year, he stepped it up. He had to be the captain of his team. And he's did a really great job of running this basketball team um, through some tough times, some tough losses, bringing these guys together. Um, fighting back and being able to go on the road and get some hard fall wins. All right. Thank you, guys. That is Isaac Brown, head men's basketball coach at Wichita State, ahead of tomorrow's game against Houston. Wichita State then takes on USF coming up on Sunday. Regular season finale, tip-off at 1 o'clock. Nice thing is this team has played well on the road So hopefully we'll see that type of performance tomorrow against Houston, the number one team in the country. I do think it'll be interesting to see how well they play this time around compared to the game at Coke Arena because they played a heck of a ball game in that first one. 
But now, like you look at this team, and this team offensively has started to figure things out. And Craig Porter Jr. triple double last time out. James Rojas has been has been really, really, I guess, steady is the best way to describe it. He's really had a, a great, great year. Some people would probably disagree, but I think he's had a phenomenal year. Maybe he turns the ball over from time to time a little bit too much, but for the most part, I think he's been great. Jaquan Walton is a guy that I would like to see get back on track. Jerron Pierre Jr. coming off that big game down in Louisiana. Will he still have that fire tomorrow against Houston? I don't know. And we'll talk about the Houston game tomorrow just in general. But this team has started to figure some stuff out offensively. I know a lot of people want to write out this team and say this team has, has been bad, so on and so forth. And we talked about this with Taylor yesterday. Taylor Aldridge basically said the same thing that I said, and that is, you can sit here and criticize and certainly have high expectations, and fan bases will. You'll forever have a high expectation because that's your team. That's your squad. You want them to be competing for an NCAA tournament bid every single year. I totally get that. But for a team that lost as many players as they did, and everyone wants to point to what these guys are doing away from Wichita State, hey, look at what Morris Udeze is doing. Look at what Quay Grant's doing. Look at what Ricky Counts of the Fourth is doing. Look at what all these guys are doing away from Wichita State. Look at what they're doing. They're having great seasons. How come we couldn't get that here at Wichita State? Well, you were also, I think there were a lot of people last year that were also saying that those guys, wow, they're so terrible, they can't play well. But you have to go on and do good things. Everyone thinks it's all coaching. I just want to point out that this is a coaching staff that, that took on a group of basically 12 new dudes, only returned two guys that played in total last year in Greg Porter Jr. and Kenny Poto. They've had the same amount of, year, of wins this year and more conference wins this year with two games left. And I don't know about you, but I think there should be some praise when it comes to that. Doesn't mean that you should give a lifetime contract. I'm just trying to point out that this year, yeah, a loss to Alcorn State, not great. Losing leads late, not ideal. But down the stretch, at the end of the day, you want your team to be playing its best basketball. And I think that you can make the argument that they are. Now, we'll see what they do tomorrow against Houston. But against Tulane, that was a pretty nice win down in Louisiana. All right, that's Isaac Brown Audio presented to you by Wu Shock Wheat, brewed by Wichita Brewing Company. Before we get to a What If Wednesday, let's give away a pair of tickets. Wichita State, USF, coming up on Sunday, tip-off at 1 o'clock. We've been giving away tickets all week long. Now is your chance. Be caller number four at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. Be caller number four, Wichita State, USF, Sunday, 1 o'clock tip. We want you to be there for Senior Day. We want you to be there for the regular season finale. We're going to be there, so you should be as well. Caller number four, 316-669-4996. Up next, we finish the show. It's the poll, Sunny ESPN, Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 
Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Veer right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. Everyone can boost their digital confidence with NordVPN. All it takes is one simple click. NordVPN will block online trackers, hide your virtual location, and secure your devices from malware-infected files during downloads. It will also detect malicious websites. So catch the Black Friday deal for a one- or two-year plan at NordVPN.com and get three months for free. NordVPN, cybersecurity built for every day. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Greta Van Susteren is back and making waves. She's joining Newsmax as host of the new show, The Record, with Greta Van Susteren. Starting June 14th, Greta reports on the big stories from Washington and around the world, giving you the facts you need to know. Greta is smart, asks the tough questions, and is always fair. She's the real deal. Journalism the way it ought to be. That's why millions are making the switch to Newsmax. Make the switch and watch Greta Van Susteren. Get the info about her new show. Just text the word Greta to 39747 or go to Greta'sBack.com. That's Greta'sBack.com. Newsmax is America's fastest-growing cable news channel. It's on all major cable systems and streaming platforms. Make the switch today and get the latest on Greta's new show. Text Greta to 39747. Newsmax is real news for real people. Texting enrolls for automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Wednesday, Kansas State faces Oklahoma. Hear the tip-off at 7 on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. John is going to see Wichita State and USF coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock. John, congratulations. Thank you so much for listening to The Pulse here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We've been giving away tickets all week long. If you missed today, I'm sorry, we're out of tickets. No, 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 I'm not going to disappoint you. We have some other things going on, so I think we're down to a couple pair left here for Sunday. So i got to talk to Shane about that. Maybe he's got some up his sleeves. I can promise you, if you're a fan of Wichita State baseball, they're opening things up this weekend. We'll give away Wichita State baseball tickets, too. 
because we want you to be in the house when it comes to that. So we're giving away tickets all week long to Wichita State events. And like I said, who knows, maybe somehow we got a couple extra ones up our sleeves. You're just going to have to wait and see and continue to listen to programming here on ESPN Wichita. Coming up, we have Saran Petro with the program. After that, it is K-State, Oklahoma. Tip-off at 7 o'clock. We'll have pregame coverage starting at 6, right here on ESPN Wichita. Okie dokie, Jack. Hopefully your your fingers are doing okay after answering the phone yes. for so many times. We're living. We're living. <laughs> it's always fun, though. Like I said, I'm not going to say caller number 50. I should one of these days just to see. If I just you're... blocked the phone lines. <laughs> You just you you'd probably create a fake name is what you would do. Yep. Yeah, this guy won it. Hey Jack, when is this guy there gonna come go. on by? I'd send it to all my know. friends and just go, Hey, free tickets, sell them if you want, go to the game if you want. <laughs> Good point. All right. What if Wednesday what do we what do we have? In the most recent bracket projection, Kansas is now the number one seed in the Midwest. So the what if question is, what if Kansas holds on to that top spot in the Midwest? How far are they going, Pat? If they're in the Midwest, who are the other teams in that bracket? Do you recall? Uh, I, yes. did, I didn't look at all of them because I, I don't. It's it's bracketology. Yeah. I'm one of those guys that waits until the bracket comes out, and that's that. Mm-hmm. But you do have to take a look at it ahead of time just in case. I didn't look at the full deal, though, but who's the toughest team in, the, in, in that bracket? UCLA is the two, Gonzaga the, was the three, yeah. and Indiana was the four. Uh, I, I think... <laughs> I think I think Elite Eight at the least, right? I mean, the one team, I think Gonzaga would be interesting. I'm not necessarily too worried about UCLA, although UCLA is a good team. And then Indiana, okay, you crushed Indiana, right? So what are we doing here? So I think that would be an ideal bracket. I would say Elite Eight or even a Final Four appearance. Now are you going to ask me about Kansas State? <laughs> Well, I was going to, but I was going to add on that in the bracket projection, it it just said that Kansas State has to win tonight to hold that spot as the two seed. Because right right now, I believe Arizona is the other two or three that is chasing the two, and Kansas State right now on the cusp of the two seed. And they are in the East region, if I'm not mistaken, in the latest projection. They might have been in the South. But but K State's a two, though, which is incredible for a first year head coach in Jerome Tang. So. What was the question again? Sorry. Well, I, I usually just give you one what-if question. <laughs> oh, okay, gone. so there's yeah. no question. No, 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 yeah. you're good. There's no <laughs> question at all. No, it's just more so if K-State wins tonight, are they going to be a two-seed? Yes. Maybe that's the question. They have Oklahoma. Yeah, you get that win at home, and you win against West Virginia. I think that locks it in if you win your I think team. that locks it in, too, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say it would. And if you really want to add to your case, you get one win in the Big 12 tournament. What's the line tonight for Casey Oklahoma? Is uh, it seven? Seven and a half? Let me check for you real quick. It is. We'll do what we did last Seven last and a half. K-State is a seven and a half point favorite. You taking K-State or Oklahoma? I I think I'll go another ugly game tonight because I said that for Agreed. KU. I think I'll go. It'll be a tight one tonight, but I got the Cats pulling it out. I think so, too. I think K-State gets it done. However, Oklahoma should keep it close. I'm thinking a five-point win for K-State. That's my projection. Now, keep in mind, Oklahoma shot the cover off the ball last time. They squared off with K-State, so we'll see if that happens again tonight. Well, we are out of time. If you missed any of the show, 
You can always go back and listen to it, ESPNWichita.com, iTunes, slash Apple Music, and Spotify. For producer, Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strappen saying so long, Wichita. Have a good one. See you tomorrow at 2 here on The Pulse. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.